This is Michael Lee, and you are listening to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill, an existential evaluation of today's cinema. Well, everybody, welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure you click on that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. And make sure you log on to thewatchlistpod.com to catch up on all of our back episodes and engage with us on your social media at symbol the watchlist pod. How are you, Patty? I'm doing good. How are you, sir? You know, it is a beautiful day in the neighborhood here it's in very sunny, sunny New Jersey. It yes, is very it is. Yes. Spring is right around the corner. Spring is about to spring. Today is the official first day of spring, I believe. Oh, that's right. Happy yeah. spring day. Happy first official day of spring. Yes. And Chewy says, I don't care. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. Barkus says whatever. Yeah. So we have guests with us today, which is awesome. Yeah. All right. Guests, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Who do we have today? Uh, you have Dave. Uh Contributor to the show or the new segment of almost on a weekly basis. Uh, <laughs> been here before a couple times, I think, the two or three episodes, if I'm not mistaken. So thanks for having me back, guys. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. We always love having you. And thank you always for your contributions. I try. Thank you. And who else do we have? And my name is Charles. Um, I have I have many nicknames, so I go by Charles, as Patty would know me as Charles. Uh, I also go by Artie. I also go by DJ Wildcat, and then I have a new, uh, you know, a new nickname that I've uh, acquired since streaming on Twitch, uh, and that's Huge Jackman. Um, <laughs> but I too am a longtime listener, first time caller. <laughs> Fantastic! Thanks for calling into the show today. <laughs> As we used to say back in the eighties. Thanks. <laughs> so, so we originally conceived this show as a wrap up to WandaVision, looking forward to new stuff, Falcon and Winter Soldier and all that. But I have to start by asking, did you guys see Justice League yet? I watched no. it last night. I did. I yes. need to I need to like plan four hours of my day. To, yes, you uh, do. To- to fit that in um and hopefully i have that that window of time either tonight or tomorrow <laughs> oh well charles aka Artie, aka dj wildcat <laughs> aka huge jackman <laughs> i don't want to spoil anything but later on we might be spoiling some stuff and that's okay. I, I'm I'm okay with that. I am definitely okay with that. I have heard nothing but great things about the 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 Snyder cut. Yeah. Yes. So before we get into all of this, Patty, did you want to talk about any other thing that you watched this week? Uh I thought this was totally just gonna be the the WandaVision slash whatever the other thing is on the Falcon and Winter Snowman, and then the Winter Snowman, the Sparrow and the Winter Snowman, as it yeah. shall hence be forth known. The, the, the Phoenix and the Dragon, you know, whatever. Um, the Sparrow and, the, and the Winter Snowman. Yeah, I thought we were just doing the the comic booky things. Um, Was that a, a cue for me to mention the the Winter Snowman? I'm just gonna keep rolling with that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, that's that's fine. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, well, I did watch a shitload of other stuff, but I thought we might we're going to do a regular episode in addition to this. Um, yes, we are. Okay. I will I will say based uh, off of Bill's recommendation on the last episode, I did see The Vast of Night. Ooh, on I did watch Amazon. that as well. So thank you for that recommendation, Bill. I, I yeah. quite enjoyed it. Yeah, the you best of that was really good. You are more than welcome. That really good to me. An incredible, incredible movie. Yep. Yeah, I um, cannot endorse that enough. I, I, the main actor definitely gave me Sam Rockwell vibes. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was almost like they took him and cloned him and made him like a, a smaller version. Just the way his, it was very difficult to understand his accent in the beginning. So we had the subtitles on because it was late anyway, so we had to keep the volume down. But once you got into the performance, I definitely got like, oh, this kid's like the next Sam Rockwell type yeah. of, of uh, actor. But it was very good. I, I We thoroughly enjoyed it. Both my girlfriend and I both enjoyed it. Oh, good. good I good, didn't good. notice an accent from him. Oh, he had that Southern twang throughout the oh, like, he yeah, was just Yeah, I guess so. He had the Southern twang and he's he was, you know, Go firing off his lines and at the beginning it was very difficult to catch up if i didn't have subtitles i would feel a little lost if i didn't have okay. those subtitles but then once you realize okay this is just his cadence and he's trying to be a radio man and yes the, the fast talking is just code for for bullshitting basically it's just <laughs> yeah. in and out of situations quickly but it was very good for what was the uh budget like seven Seven hundred thousand dollars. There were some incredible shots yeah, in that movie. Works. I was like, yeah. whoever directed this, hell of a debut. I'm sure other studios are going to be calling really soon for this. Um, I hope that. so because yeah. that was that was nuts. Yeah, that it was just great. All right, so Thanks. let's break into it and sort of. I was about to say decompose WandaVision. Um, <laughs> break down WandaVision. So we've had a few weeks now to absorb it all. Yep. And I'm assuming all of yep. us have watched all of the episodes by now. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. So let's start at the end and work our way back to the beginning, shall mm. we? Yeah. What What did you think of the ending where Wanda's split herself uh, very much like Doctor Strange, and now looks all spooky and evil and weird and shit. Hmm. Um, I let uh, Mr. Jackman go first here. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, huge. Um, yes, yes. Um, so I thought that was very interesting. I, it was uh, it was very um, Doctor Strange esque, uh, and I thought it was pretty cool how she started studying the dark hold um while she was doing other things in her her cabin um uh and it's very like and that's you know that's exactly what dr strange was doing while um while he was uh learning the the arts as well right like while he was sleeping he was still you know he was reading up on you know the different uh, magic spells that you know he needed to learn um so she was doing the exact same thing um which i mean for uh that for me that was like kind of like like we knew we we know right that wanda wanda's gonna be in uh the upcoming dr strange movie so 
for me, it was kind of like the tag, right? Like the, the, the classic Marvel cinematic universe movie tag to like, to, to the next, to the next part of that story. Um, and so in, in my opinion, I, I feel like that was a, that is a great segue to, and a nice cliffhanger uh, for what's to come in the upcoming uh, Doctor Strange movie. So I, I rewatched part of the end of that, particularly the end of that episode. And I kept thinking, because I love, and we have all talked on this show at one point or another, how infinitely rewatchable almost all of those movies are. Mm-hmm. And when I say almost all of them, I have more problems than not with a couple of them. Not huge problems. I mean, not like Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace problems, but I'm talking like some problems here and there. But it, it makes me wonder about Wanda's character. Because there have been many times that she's killed people. Yeah. And, you know, and and she can't control her powers. So starting with Patty and going around the room, do you think, one, she is going to be a good character? Two, do you think that this will finally let her control her powers? And three, finally take real responsibility for what she's done? Oh, well, I don't know her history or future in the comic books, so I'm just going to go off of what I know from seeing her on the movies and this mm-hmm. show. I think overall she is a good person. It's just her inability to uh, control her powers has given her some issues, I suppose, where, you know, she kills people and such. So I think this will help her learn control. And as long as no one crosses her or pisses her off, she'll be an overall nice person. That's what I think. Hmm. Okay. David. Um, me personally, uh, throughout the series, I've always um, theorized or thought this would be kind of her introduction to being a villain at some point. Now, they may, I think they're going to have, you know, a villain in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, but as you mentioned before, <clears throat> she's done a lot. Uh, and I think Agatha kind of put it very bluntly to her that, you know, this whole time it was Wanda who had these people under control. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, Wanda who thought she was doing right by these people. And when she leaves Westview, you can tell that however many people, 1,200 people look at her in this light of not being a hero whatsoever. Um, and kind of piggybacking off of what uh, Charles was saying, um, seeing her kind of with the dark hold at that second uh, end credits teaser, the fact that she's actually, you know, going and making tea just shows how powerful she is. Cause even the, the ancient one, in order to kind of reach that level where you can split your conscious apart, anyone who's ever done that, they're usually asleep or unconscious, 
when Dr. Strange is studying, he's asleep. When the ancient one is able to kind of separate herself, she's unconscious. Hulk in Endgame, he was out. The fact that she's out making the, the fact that she was making tea and going about doing her thing just shows the level of power she's in currently. Me personally, me personally, and I've kind of said this from the beginning, spoiler warning for future stuff. I have nothing to back this up. I'm just kind of, it's a hunch. Them introducing Billy and Tommy was not a mistake, especially because it feels like we're headed towards a Young Avengers, whether it be movie or show on Disney Plus, we're getting something from the Young Avengers. Mm -hmm. So they've already said, all right, these kids didn't exist. But as we know, they are very much alive and real in the comics. I think there will come a cross point and that may be in Doctor Strange where Wanda will have to make a sacrifice play in order for her children to live um, or become real to be brought into reality. May not happen. It may be a situation where she's able to bring them to life and she's able to stick around, but she's reached a level of power that there's really nowhere else for her to go, if that makes sense. She's so powerful that unfortunately you kind of back yourself into a corner creatively because there's always going to be a caveat of where's Wander? How come she didn't show up? So I personally think at some point we may see a sacrifice pay from sacrifice play from her, whether she becomes a villain or not, maybe depending if whoever dangles the carrot in front of her, that in order to get her kids back, she'll have to do some stuff, but um, it'd be interesting to see for sure. Because that takes me back to, and I'm sorry, Charles, a.k.a. Oh, no, okay. All right. Um, I'm <laughs> just going to call you a.k.a. right now. Um, <laughs> but that takes me back to when they are in, what is it, Lagos? And she yeah. uses her power and destroys um, Rumlo mm-hmm. and all of that. So it actually helps make sense that she was having problems controlling her power. Because I always had a problem with, you know, the there were a few lines before that that says, okay, just like we practice now. So they had been trying to work with her to, you know, build her up, train her up or whatever. And then there's this moment where she's trying to contain it. So mm-hmm. it actually speaks to her level of not understanding her own power. Yeah. You know, she tried to, but, you know, at the deaths of many. So... So Charles, what do you think about Wanda? And are you a, are you a big into comics guy, or are you the like me and Patty, like just the movies people? Um, I'm. I wouldn't say big on the comics. Like I, I try to, I try to keep up with what is going on in in the comics verse. Um, so I am kind. Of, I'm I'm pretty aware of what Wanda can do and what she has done in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, now how, however, however Disney portrays this into the MCU, they always, there is always some type of twist and some, something that, um, that doesn't happen in the comics, which I, which I love, I love a lot because then it, it, it uh, it plays off of the, um, the unpredictableness of the, the, the cinematic universe. Right. And, um, as far as is Wanda a good guy or a bad guy, I think um, 
I think that is still to be determined. And like what you were saying earlier, um, you know, she kept like it's practice, right? It's all practice of her trying to be, you know, a good person. I think deep down inside, she wants to be a good person. I think deep down inside, she's trying to. Um, and uh, seeing that Darkhold and um, and Agatha Harkness um, using that Darkhold and, and learning, uh, you know, the, the dark magic, um, that's all that that's all that Wanda knows that exists. So studying that um, can probably put her in a, in a dark, in a darker place, probably not the best book to be studying magic mm -hmm. about. Um, but uh, at the same time, knowing like, just knowing that she's going to be with, um, with Dr. Strange eventually, hopefully, hopefully, and that's just, that's the keyword. Hopefully um, we'll be able to see, Doctor Strange help uh, Wanda with that. Um, we what we just don't know. Um, the Dark Hold was the missing book in in the doc the first or in in the Doctor Strange movie, um, and that is the only book that Doctor Strange did not study. Then, mm -hmm. so how do you counteract that? Um, mm -hmm. And and, and we're, we're 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 gonna we're gonna figure that out. Um, and the the kids, the twins, um, I, I think, uh, and again, it's just knowing because we all know that Wanda is going to be in the next Doctor Strange movie. The the title of the Doctor Strange movie is, and, and this is not a spoiler because everyone, everyone, like this is known. <laughs> it's Doctor Strange and the 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 multiverse of madness, right? So. Mm -hmm. The, the key word there is multiverse. And so when at the end of that last episode, when we heard the twins cry for help again, um, I, I feel like Wanda can hear them. It's just not necessarily in that universe. It's probably in another universe. Mm. Um, and so this is where I think we're going to start seeing universes probably cross over. Um, this will allow for a lot of things to come back. Um, you know, this is where, this is where like the comics, right. And in, in, in the comics, um, in the comics, no one really dies, right? Like somebody dies and then somehow they just come back. Um, having millions of, uh, uh, some, uh, like when I was listening to, um, to, or when I was watching WandaVision, one of the things that I had in mind was Dr. Strange and what he was saying to, to Tony Stark um, during Infinity War, where there was like, what, 1.4 million different scenarios. What if Dr. Strange was watching 1.4 million different universes play out those scenarios, right? Because each one each one would have a different outcome. So what if one of those outcomes ended up having, you know, the twins become real? Mm -hmm. And then now you pull in one of those universes into Wanda's current universe to, to make her happy, to make her feel whole again. Oh, you know, what if that comes into play and, and then more characters or even characters that we've seen in, in uh, other movies come back but mm -hmm. as different people, um, 
they're gonna they're gonna find ways to introduce they have to find ways to introduce you know the x-men and and then the mutants right so when i saw uh again at the end of that last episode the way the 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 people were looking at wanda um and and the the resentment that they had towards her for for doing that to them um i feel like you know that's kind of like how you know the the non-mutants were looking at the mutants in the in the x-men comics ah yeah okay do you think I, I she feel like that's going to be coming in? Do you think she felt bad, or do you think she just felt caught? Um, I, I think she knew what she was doing. Oh well, I think she she knew what she did. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, well, if I can do this, you know, if, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down all the way. I think mm-hmm. that's that's the way I, I felt like. Yeah. Yeah, I think <clears throat> that conversation she had with Fietro uh, and the Halloween yeah. episode, <laughs> and the Halloween episode, I pretty much kind of solidified that when she asked him, "So you don't think what I'm doing is wrong?" And again, she's a character who's gone through so much and she's grieving. But even when she had that kind of uh, confrontation with the residents of Westview. She wasn't. She she never apologized. She just said, "No, this is good for you. I gave you perfect lives. I gave you the lives that you know. Uh, I gave you something good out of this." She never truly apologized for what she did. N- neither to uh, uh, Monica. She didn't apologize to pretty much no one else. She kind of went about her business like, "Okay, well, I guess I'm officially the Scarlet Witch now." And well, I guess I've grieved and moved on, but like you said earlier, Bill, she kind of left a wake of issues and problems, you know? Indeed. There's, there's kids who are scarred now because of the situation. There are people who have, you know, mm-hmm. lived through it, and they're going to remember because when the, you know, it was key when the one character said, you know, when we sleep, we, we have, have your you, nightmares. We have your nightmares. Yeah, that we is have not a, your nightmares. That is not a peaceful existence, and I'm sure it's not one that you're able to move on from very easily. Right. Um, so, and I she also didn't apologize in in Civil War either. When I think when Civil she, War, she oh, said that, that's on me, and or yeah. no, somebody said no. Cap said that's on me, and then she said that's on both of us. She's she. She said that, yeah, I kind of caused it, but I'm not sorry for it. Yeah, she, and I'm wondering she, if that's building towards something. Yeah, I think she felt bad, obviously, for killing a whole bunch of innocent people because trying to do the right thing and not having full control of her power. And her whole thing is she didn't want people to fear her, right? Um, she has this power and people obviously look at her differently, but you're right. You know, Cap was doing Cap the Cap thing to do, which is kind of say, hey, you know, you're not alone in what occurred. You know, he mentioned Bucky and I just froze up and you did the best that you could do to not only prevent me dying, but other people on the ground level to die. But you're not fully trained yet and you don't understand this power, but you're right. It's, it's, um, I don't know if she fully feels bad. I think she kind of does, but it it almost feels like that was a means to an end, you know? Mm. Yes. She's a grieving character, yeah, she's been through a shit ton of trauma, but 
it's kind of like in, in life a bit, you, you just because you've been through that, now you've dragged in 2000 other people into your trauma and now you're okay now, you've moved on, but now these people now have to figure out how to move on from what happened and what transpired there. So that's a very good question. And maybe we'll, we'll see kind of that, her attitude in the next installments of the movie she's in. If she truly feels that, you know, if she's truly sorry for what she's done or at this point, it is what it is. I just, I, I like my clear cut characters being clear cut. Mm. I like good people being good people. I mean, let's, let's even take Tony Stark and Captain America. They're both obviously good. They're fighting for, they're fighting for the correct side against people like Hydra and Thanos and all mm. that other sort of stuff, even though they have slightly different motivations, you know, Captain America says nobody should police us and, Iron Man is very militaristic. You know, we should follow a leader, blah, blah, blah. But they're both still on the side of right. There's no ambiguity there. Mm. I, I think that Scarlet Witch is that first character that has that ambiguity. Mm. And I and I and I want her to be good. You know, we always ascribe these these feelings toward a character. And, and I'm going to go there, especially toward a female character. I want them to be good. Yes, she's going through this catharsis. The entire WandaVision show was her catharsis for losing vision, having her, you know, finally like reconciling her past with watching that bomb for two days, the whole, the whole bit. So I want her to come out of this on the other side, at least being good where we don't question it again mm. but i don't know and 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 i guess that's sort of appealing and sort of not it's appealing from a story point of view it's just not from a oh man i don't want her to be bad kind mm. of view that's all isn't that like that's like that's the underdog story right like she has to go through through i mean obviously she's gone through hard times but then now she's going to be dragged into darker times and how she handles that um and then the people around her how do they help bring her to you know to the good side um mm. that's going to be i think that's uh that'll be that'll be the the, the journey, the interesting journey that she's going to be going through, um, you know, over the next, at least through this, up, at least through this next movie. Um, so, yeah. I, and, and who brought up Pietro, fake Pietro? That would be you, Dan. Yeah. yeah. So were, were all three of you disappointed that it was just a fake Pietro, that it was just an actor? Because I so wanted it to be like, oh, she dragged him from a mul like a multiverse yeah. version of the X Men Pietro. Yeah. How did you uh, guys feel about it being well, just this actor? Dude? And his name is whatever Boner that Ralph Boner. I was like, really? Ralph Boner. Oh, Ralph Boner. <laughs> I I think I kind of think they kind of set themselves up right, like. Yes, you know, they probably thought it would be a funny gag, right? To bring in this character that, well, this actor who's played this other equivalent of this character or this other uh, version of this character in another franchise that fans have become familiar with. 
And with all these teases of multiverse, it was a funny gag. Yeah. But at the same time, you can't all you can't put the blame on fans because we're we're crazy about this stuff. We're obsessive. Yeah. And with a sh- and with a show like this that had so many Easter Easter eggs and so many things that you can find, you cannot be upset at the fan base being upset, you know, uh, disappointed. being disappointed, correct? And and the reveal. Now, granted, the director has now come out and said that because they have asked if they wanted to do more with him, and he says he can't speak on whether or not we'll see him again, which is always the Marvel code for they're doing something with him, and I can't really say at the moment. But I think mm. they've learned their nest their lesson now not to tease. It was the same thing with Paul Vent Paul Bettany and the whole actor thing. He was just trolling and thinking that everyone would be find the joke hilarious but you have to understand we're so deep and so invested in these characters in this universe that when you say something like that we're going to look for clues to prove that our theories are right i mean it's just natural inclination to do so um ultimately i think it it was funny and in hindsight i can see what it, it just turned out to be a gag but i'm with you bill if it's leading to something else and it has a payoff in the future, cool. Then, yeah. you know, this was just a stepping stone. That's fine. But if it just ultimately turns out just to be a gag, it's one of those situations where like, all right, you tried to make a funny and it didn't quite hit the way you thought it would. And then that's it. You know, it's just a little bit of a hiccup. Mm. Patty, what did you think? I was disappointed that they threw in the boner gag just to be <laughs> funny like 12 oh, years old you know seriously yeah but i think if although you think there was about, that character on growing pains named boner that's right there was mm-hmm. uh i think with uh the multiverse going on i mean this could just be this particular universe's version of that guy whose name is boner and he has no real powers. Yeah. Because that could happen. I mean, that would be one way for them to explain it away should they use him again in this particular version of Marvel. I just thought they did such a careful pan over to the back of his head when they introduced him. Right. Yeah. Like, like you're meant to think that this is Pietro come back. Yep. And, yep. I mean... You didn't just open the door and look, there's there's Uncle Pietro at the door. No, they made it like, oh, my God, he's back now, too. Yeah. And I can't think that that was not leading to something. But but Charles, what do you think about Boner? I mean, just <laughs> that, wait, so, let me rephrase. Wait, wait, yeah, that. yeah. What, what, what do you what do you think about about the character not being Pietro, he's just this look-alike. I felt yeah. like I felt like Boner was a huge disappointment. <laughs> no, uh, I think like they did it on purpose, and and Disney and Marvel is really good at like they 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 leave these little breadcrumbs, and they knew everyone knew right. Everyone knew that they were this is what they were waiting for. They're waiting for Quick Quicksilver to come back. Now, is it going to be, you know, the the original Quicksilver that was in the MCU that you know they 
that that died during Age of Ultron? Or is it going to be, are we finally going to bring in the Fox, you know, the Fox universe uh, with with that Quicksilver from, from the X-Men movies and bring him in? Because everyone is waiting. Everyone is waiting for that crossover to happen. And and the the um once they saw once they saw i think his name is evan evan peters mm-hmm. yeah uh, once they saw his character on screen and then that was the, the end of that episode you know everyone was screaming like yes finally they finally did it we finally have that crossover with you know with that fox universe and then and then, and then it gets dragged on, you know, for for a couple of episodes until we finally realize, oh, so this really wasn't him. Mm-hmm. But then, I agree with I agree with uh, uh, with Patty, where you know, because there's that multiverse now, right? This is probably this universe's, you know, Ralph Boner, but that same guy or at least the guy that looks exactly the same as him could be you know um quicksilver in in another universe mm. uh because ralph boner was in was in that neighborhood and he was um i don't know if he was was he under control under wanda or was he under control under under agatha harkness Ag- agatha so agatha. okay so yeah. then why if if he was under control under Agatha, why would Wanda, even though Wanda was like, oh, you don't look like my brother, uh, why did she still believe that? So I think, and I think it's been explained, um, you know, by showrunners and the director. When you're in that stage of grief and you just want to see that person you love again, she knew deep down, which is why in that Halloween episode up until the end, she always was questioning him of what you're not him. And even at the end, she tell uh, the next episode, she tells the kids that man is not your uncle. She knew deep down it wasn't, but she so needed. And that's again, the manipulation of Agatha. She needed, she wants and needs her brother there because she's already lost vision. The, the hex around her is now starting to, you know, she's starting to lose control. She's in a sense of, 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 of grief. grief. She just wants to believe that it's him, but she knows it's not, but she just needs to believe in the moment because she just wants him back. She needs him back, that familiarity. And when you're in that stage, you'll take whatever at that point. Um, and I think, again, setting that expectations because the showrunners said they had to, you know, Kevin Feige didn't want to bring in Evan Peters because he wants a, a clean slate. He had announced sure. 2019 when they announced this whole slate, basically. He said, hey, we didn't even get to mutants. And then when they, you know, big applause from the audience and they asked him, you know, when are we going to get mutants? And he said, not at the very least until 2023, because I've already got we've already got five years planned. And that's how they do things. They do five years ahead and then they sit down and plan the next five. So he's like, not until 2023 are we ever going to see mutants. And they kind of want to let all the Fox stuff, the Dark Phoenix and new mutant stuff, China, you know, get that out of the way. So that way, when I bring our version of the mutants again, it'll be fresh. 
Um, it'll be exciting. Everybody be excited for. So I can tell that's why he was probably apprehensive because like you guys have said, everyone's going to try to put those, connect those universes because we so desperately want to see mutants and the MCU. So, you know, it was a, it was a choice. I'm sure now he probably wishes he, you know, maybe didn't go that route, but for the story that they were telling, if I'm looking at it from that perspective, I get it. It's for, for our, for us, it's supposed to be a gag. Um, and, but then again, you know, we went a full year without any Marvel content. We were starved of Marvel content yeah, and yeah. this wasn't even supposed to be the first release. You know, we should have You're already seen black, black widow, black widow and eternals. So yeah. that would have fulfilled us as Marvel fans. And that way, when we saw this, this would have been the third property. I don't think it wouldn't have been as deep, but when you go, okay, well, this will be the first thing coming out of this. And oh, by the way, this is a show that's going to have so many Easter eggs. Ultimately, it's it's bound to happen. So I, I was definitely disappointed, but I'm I'm waiting to see what the big bigger picture will be. Ultimately, yeah. in the long run. Let, let me let me question let me question that, David. Though, yeah. So so if if she wanted if she needed a Quicksilver to be there, right? If she needed her yeah. brother to be there in some some way, shape, or form, mm -hmm. then why did why did she bring in Vision? Right? Why did she yeah. bring in Vision the way he looked exactly the yeah. way she remembered him before the stone was taken out of his out of his his skull? Um, yeah, that's yeah. So <laughs> that's like, a why, great, great question. Yeah, so, so mm -hmm. um, as and she we has saw, the ability to change. She has the ability to change. Apparently, you know stuff that correct. came from outside of that outside yeah. of that bubble and into that bubble. So she can't physically bring back the dead right the kids did mention it when agatha killed a dog oh you can even bring the dead back but that was in reference to vision the reason she was able to bring vision back is because his essence is still of the mind stone which is why when she was physically forming the vision it was all that the the golden light of the of the mind stone that's what she used to create this version of him but she can't physically bring back someone who's already passed. Same thing with Agatha. Agatha thinks that, hey, if I have your power, maybe I'll be able to do that. Or she says, uh, you can do that because she's inquisitive to see if that's actually possible. But when Agatha is talking to Wanda, she even says he's, he's in a full on different country, full of bullet holes. I can't bring him back. So I'm going to use this guy as basically uh, a vessel to kind of make this fake Pietro, but Wanda doesn't have that ability to resurrect someone or she can, you know, uh, change appearances or change the shapes of things, but it has been confirmed that she's that powerful that she can just create, um, how do I say? She could just create uh, a full being like Vision did. Yes, she was able to, to bring in the kids, but that was, you know, just like Vision, they didn't actually exist. So, you know, it, it's, again, it's one of those processes with the creators. I think they just thought, hey, this would be really fun to do. And didn't really think about the ramifications of yeah. that creative choice that people like us would be like, well, well if you're going to go that route, why not just bring back Aaron Taylor Johnson at that point? Mm, I think yeah. it would, I think it would actually have more dramatic effect to have him there because it would be harder for her to let go. I think it would be much harder for her to let go, but like her yeah. accent. No, no, uh, which has come back now. <laughs> it's, it's back now, like fully. 
Is it possible as well, though, that they use this other actor mm -hmm. kind of as like it is a sitcom trope? You've got the yeah. wacky uncle that comes in comic relief and it's this weird new person which happens on tv all the time suddenly the person we've seen is recast and like what the hell yeah and that kind of shot where it seems like it really is the guy from the back that's a big tv thing oh so maybe they yeah. were using all of those because the whole thing yeah. is like sitcom you know an ode to sitcom maybe yes. that's what they were trying for and their aim was yeah. that, and then threw in boner because it's funny to them, and not even you know not even realizing people are going to read too much into it. Correct. Yeah, but they've exactly trained it. They've trained they've us trained to read us that to, much and, into it. You yeah. know, they could have grabbed any other actor, but it wouldn't have had the same impact as grabbing this guy no. who played him yeah. from a different movie. Correct. Yeah. And what yep. sucks is that at the stroke of whatever time these episodes are released, someone somewhere is up watching it. Oh yeah. They watch it, then they freeze frame every yes, single frame of it. Yes. <laughs> every single frame so that by the time normal people like us wake up, there is already a, a treasure trove of breakdown videos mm -hmm. and what you know, what does the the minuscule fine print on the blackboard behind, you know, oh, this yeah. person mean? When you combine it with, like, fuck you. How did you even <laughs> see that? You know, they're, I'm like, they're I'm tired. Way too much time. You know? <laughs> Just way too much. And it's, and yes, to a point, it's fun. Yeah. But, you know, those are truly for investigative people. Mm -hmm. You know, just the I, I I love doing this, so I am going to freeze frame every single bit because I tried freeze framing it. And you can when it's in 4K, it's perfect. Right. You know, mm -hmm. you you get a, a snapshot and I, and I just don't care that much. <laughs> I just yeah. want to see it. I just want to see it happen. I want to see it come to fruition. Yeah. So here's another question that I have now. Speaking of of shows and, and all this other sort of stuff and Patty touched on it with format. So this this show took the format of uh, of sitcoms and turned them on their ear and made it a longer form movie, mm -hmm. which in the end I was completely happy with. Laura wasn't because she hated the first fucking two episodes of this and then was on board when more stuff started happening. Are you all fans now more of the movies or of this longer form storytelling? Um, I, I was just thinking about this earlier. This is, this is great for those B quote unquote B characters or side characters that haven't really gotten the time to be fleshed out. This is fantastic for them. And this is great to lead us from movie to movie. Um, it's kind of setting in those fillers instead of us like, oh, here's um, six months later, but we don't really know what's transpiring. I like that. You know, give me give me more of that reason to care about these characters. And I think once they show up on the bigger screen, now we have more characters to root for. So I'm always a fan of taking the time to um, flesh out more of these side characters and give them more of a character arc. 
because it's more to look forward to other than your, okay, here's your Iron Man, here's your Cap, here's your Thor, which we're already going to be big fans of. So I like, I always like um, when you, you're able to do that. And I think with Disney Plus, they're, you know, have the ability um, creatively to do so, which I, again, I, I appreciate. But there's just something about going to the movies and seeing a, an Avengers-esque type movie that it's always going to feel good to go and see. Um, but I'm not opposed to doing this sort of long-form storytelling to get us from point A to point B. Okay. Charles. I, I agree with that. And I, I think I'm in, this, I'm in the same boat. It's also, for me, it's also very comic book-esque where mm. um, if, if I wanted to just watch the Avengers movies, I can just watch the Avengers movies. If I mm. wanted to, um, if, if I wanted to read just the Avengers comic books and just watch, watch those story arc, that, that story arc that's happening just with the Avengers, I can do that. Now, if I want to, you know, dig deeper into into like Scarlet Witch, right? I can read the Scarlet uh, the line, the Scarlet Witch comic line, right? Um, and it allows me to get deeper into that character. Um, and I, I feel like Marvel and Disney is doing is giving us that opportunity to be able to do that, where we'll be able to watch what we want on the screen. And if if we choose to go deeper into you know the the story arcs of these characters separately, we can do that. And, but then um, this will all lead. It'll it'll make better sense uh, for the rest of the storyline, like the overarching storyline, to to uh, happen. If that okay. makes sense. Yeah. What about you, Patty? Oh, I like both. I like the variety and changing it up and trying something new and experimental. You know, the long form movie broken up into episodes uh, or just sitting down and watching a whole movie. And yeah, yeah, I, mm. yeah. I liked it because I and I and I think you're right that it gives minor characters much more of a fleshed out arc. <laughs> This is the kind of thing that I wish they had done with Incredible Hulk mm. in retrospect. Yep. I mean, Hulk, you know, obviously very traditional Marvel character and all that. And how many times can we see his backstory again? And luckily, you have an actor as good as Mark Ruffalo coming in. So you automatically feel an attachment where you didn't feel that with Edward Norton. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's a great actor. American History X. Fantastic fucking movie. However... Bruce Banner, you ain't. Yeah. Yes. You know, and 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 that probably would have been a better, longer form thing. Is She-Hulk supposed to be a TV show? Yeah. It'll be a Disney Disney show. Yep. And see, that's awesome. See, I'm on board with that because I think mm -hmm. that would be I think that would be great. And the reason I bring that up is have all of us watched or or in my case snuck in a viewing without Laura really knowing about it <laughs> um falcon and winter soldier or as patty likes to say sparrow and winter snowman <laughs> i'm in the same boat as you i kind of just watched it right before we went on live here yeah, yeah. sorry I, I, you know. yeah, I watched it yesterday yep all watched right. it last night what I what I dig about it, without getting into it right now, because we're going to get into the review of that on our on our regular show. 
I like how it takes these characters and gives mm-hmm. them story. Yeah. And it takes the time. I mean, the you know, the frustrating thing about WandaVision was that they were only 30-minute episodes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, just no as it was starting to get interesting, the credits would roll like, fuck you, I want more. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at least here with the episode, which I did watch but didn't watch, um, <laughs> at least you had a whole hour to – and, and – uh, there's a spoiler that I can't give away, but you're seeing Falcon and you're seeing the Winter Soldier. Yes. And you're seeing the aftermath of things that they've done before and what's happened in these movies. Not necessarily, it, they're happening concurrently, but not necessarily together. And I like that because in a movie universe, they would have met by now. You know, they, you know, mm-hmm. they would have or re-met by now. Sorry, Chewbacca. (laughs) I know you have opinions, but hush up now. (laughs) All right. So I and I guess I ask that question of and I and I think Patty is right. What I like is that there is a mixture of these fleshing out of characters on on this platform. (laughs) But, you know, then when you get to the movies, you've already gotten a fleshed out thing. So yeah, when we yeah. jump into the multiverse of madness, we will have already seen all of these episodes of WandaVision and know that she's a complete badass. One of the most powerful people in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. And she may or may not be good. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, I find it very interesting. Yeah. I I, I do like how, uh, or at least you know from from what I heard because you know I, I didn't see the show yet. But uh, there's more meat. There is more meat into into the, the at least the first episode, right? The, I, I know I totally were, didn't see it either. No, I was I, I I at least Googled what the runtime was of the first episode of, of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I, I saw that it was uh, 49 minutes. That it's including the the credits, and it was like 42 minutes uh, without the credits. So so. I was like, oh, you know, this is going to be so much like this is going to be at least there's going to be a little bit more to it. Right. Uh, than than WandaVision. Um, and I was curious about that, too, because with WandaVision, th- it was 30 minutes. Right. To try to cram in everything in those 30 minutes. Uh, whereas um, I feel like in this first episode, it it was another breath of fresh air. Uh just seeing how these characters are going to develop over time. And it, it's, it's a, it's a different feeling than, than I had when I watched, you know, the first couple of episodes of, of WandaVision where it's like, Oh man, it's done. And then this one, it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I'm excited to see the next episode, but you know, it's not, I, I don't feel cut off. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's a good way to put it. I didn't <clears throat> yeah, feel, I, I would imagine that somebody who had seen it, not me because I haven't seen it, that somebody who has seen it me neither. Yeah. would have felt exactly, would have felt not cut off by it. The episode had a beginning, a middle and an end. And you're like, all yeah. right, yeah. on to episode two now. Whereas yep. you felt like in WandaVision, episode one really should have been episodes one through four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, they, but that I, was the original intention. It was they were supposed to release all three simultaneously. Uh, yeah, and have that have those first three episodes kind of be your what is this, and then 
you're teasing the part four going, oh, there's mm. something bigger at play. Yeah. But for whatever reason, they opted just to do the first two, I think. Two, yeah, as opposed yeah. to three. I think that would have helped tremendously, too. If they did the third episode, I think, yeah, that would have helped. And it would have helped people like my girlfriend, who really only watch these things because I watch these things not go what is this shit <laughs> you know i've been up i've been on the marvel train for a while and this is the first time that somebody pulled that cord and the train stopped and i almost fell off of it <laughs> so without getting too much into um robin and the uh summer solstice <laughs> it's winter snowman get it right <laughs> Okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> all right, take take parakeet and the summer solstice for a second. What are your initial thoughts on that? I, as you mentioned, um, it was a beginning, middle, and end with just enough of a tease to kind of hook you in, like, oh, I'm curious to see where this goes. I think with a six episode length where each one pretty much feels like a movie, I think that episode length is perfect if you're trying to tell a concise story. Um, I love that the it, it honestly felt like a Marvel movie. Like mm. the action was great, the mm. effects were fantastic. Um, we introduced some new characters that already you're kind of intrigued by, which I always appreciate. Uh, but it never felt rushed. You you kind of mm -hmm. feel where the stuff is going, and it introduced some real concepts, which I which I liked. Um, a couple of like viewpoints of we see these movies and we don't really think of the other side of being an Avenger. What what that means, and to get a glimpse into that makes you go, oh there's a whole nother aspect of being a superhero that we just haven't tapped into yet because we've been building towards this story of infinity, you know, the infinity saga that we haven't taken a pause to go, Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, what, what do they do for money? How do they yeah. live? <laughs> that, yeah. that was, that whole scene was so perfectly done yeah. because yes. it leaves you go, you know what? That's a, you, you just assume, right? Like here's Tony and his big, his billions and they have their tower and they have a compound. You just automatically think, well, these, you know, they got to be getting something and you go uh, and you're kind of hit with a really hard realization and go, Oh, yes. Oh, so it's much different for these guys than we, we initially perceived. So well, I think that that's, that was pretty cool. And especially since Falcon, given all of his abilities with the, with the wings on, is a normal human being. Yeah. Yeah. He is not enhanced in any way mm -hmm. other than the, the, the construct that he wears and flies around and knows how to use masterfully. Yeah. He is a normal human being. And he's I, an and army. I, and I, he's a normie, <laughs> he's a but I, but I, but I like that because then that appeals to us. It ground it it grounds the show because we know that 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 um, Summer Sparrow he is augmented. Correct. This is, is my subtle head. getting back at all of the episodes featuring Mask Singer. You have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but 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 Winter Soldier we know is enhanced. Obviously, yeah. they brought him back from the friggin' dead, mm -hmm. you know, and and he's got this prosthetic arm and all that other sort of stuff. So we know he's different. Mm. But it is interesting to see what happens to Sam and yeah. his life yeah. and his family. So I'm I'm very much on board. Six episodes seems perfect. Yeah. Especially for these longer form ones. So I'm interested to see where that goes. And then what is next? Is it Black Widow? Yes, it's Black Widow. When oh, no, that? Loki. I'm sorry, that's Loki on in June. Oh, Loki's up next. Uh, yeah. Black Widow's in May. Oh, you're right. You're right, Charles. Yeah. Hopefully it's in May. They're Hope very oh, yes. they're very stubborn about this movie releasing yeah. in theaters. You were uh, hopefully. Sorry, right. hopefully. So that will bring me to my last question for today, just to keep it under an hour. Hold up. Dog. <laughs> um Patty and I have talked about this on the show a lot. Mm. About launching it on TV or on a streaming platform that you can obviously use on, on a home device. Mm -hmm. yeah. And without getting too much into it, and especially because I don't want to cross universes with Marvel and DC, I friggin' loved watching Zack Snyder's justice league at home. Mm -hmm. Now, granted Patty and you, David and I have augmented systems. And when I say that grade 4k TVs, and at least some sound enhancement other than a T other than the TV sound. Charles, what do you have? <laughs> I'm a, I'm, I'm with you guys. Right. Okay. I have, you know, I have my, nice. my, my 4k OLED, you know, I got my Dolby hey. Atmos, you know, hey let's, let's right. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's <laughs> yeah. But I wish oh, they weren't Bill. dicking around with black. Yep. Oh no. What? Oh you were freezing up, Bill. You were freezing up. Nope, nope, no, I'm here. No, I'm here. Well, now no, you're good. I'm yeah, good. so go ahead. No, okay. All right. But I wish that they weren't screwing around with Black Widow so much. And I, yes. and I wonder why it is that they, that they are just insistent about it going to a theater. Because yeah. we because we saw that Christopher Christopher Nolan friggin failed with Tenet. First of all, Tenet is a shit movie, and yeah. and and besides the fact that it's way too difficult to understand and way too smart for its own good, I'm not going to go risk my life just to go see a Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. You know, in this case, yes, it's Marvel and it's part of a connected universe, and you know when you go see something Marvel, it is a piece to a puzzle. Whether it is a one piece to the puzzle or a couple of pieces to a greater puzzle, we're all going to be friggin' 75 and they may then end all of these movies. And we're telling all of our, our friends, progeny and our progeny, go back to 2008 and watch Iron Man. That's where it started. <laughs> No, great, great grandpa. I've got an app in my brain that does that for me. It <laughs> yeah. downloads all the pieces. You know what? Screw you and your old time actually sitting through two hours. But I, but I, I have to, I have to say, I've been enjoying watching things at home and digesting them at home. Is my point. And whether WandaVision is released in theaters, and I still have seen something that nobody here has seen that I can't talk about yet. WandaVision released in theaters. 
No, it did not. I'm sorry. That's what you're saying. But Neither I... WandaVision released in theaters. Oh, 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 okay. Say that but... line again. <laughs> yes. And I'm sorry. Let me think about what I said. I am glad that we saw things like WandaVision at home. Yeah. I wish that Black Widow would be streamed at home. Yeah. Or at least given the dual, okay, we're going to yeah. release it in theaters for those who really want to risk their lives still. Yeah. Or at least hopefully are inoculated. Or And, you know, for the rest of us, we'll stay at home with our augmented systems, like I said, mm-hmm. and still have a kick-ass experience at home. Mm. So we, I hope Black Widow is worth it. I really do. That's yeah. yeah. And that's I I agree with you. I when they talk about cuz I think now the latest on it is basically a game time decision on whether it's going to go in movie theaters or just Disney Plus. You tried it with Mulan. You you tried it with Raya and I only did um I only purchased Raya uh to rent it. Uh because it just had so so many glowing reviews, you know, I was like, "Oh, it, I'll, I'll go ahead and support it." And the more you do that, hopefully the more Mm-hmm. It helps with Black Widow. Yeah. Not once has someone said, "Oh, the reason why is because we," it, you know, if people watching on a TV. It's always about the experience. They said we just want people to experience this in theaters. But like Bill just said, we just saw a four-hour epic with Justice League. People are willing to, and if it, if we had to pay a premium price to watch it, I would have paid for it. People are willing to do so, and when you delay it, delay it, delay it, like Bill said. You better come with the goods. You better come with it. Because you if you're gonna come with it. You're gonna make us wait a year for this and it be you're gonna, oh, I could have just I could have just watched this at home. You made us wait here for this long for this. Like <laughs> Yeah. And why? not to mention for a character like in the first Avengers in twenty twelve, where they're doing that circle pan of all the superheroes in the Battle of yeah. New York, and you have mm-hmm. Hulk and you have Captain, and then you have Thor. And then you have just a woman cocking a pistol like that's going to stop <laughs> like that's going to stop one of those big ass like flying yeah. like dragon things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then and, like a half step above that, a guy with a bow and arrow. Yeah. Or a half step yeah. below that, because at least he's just got bow and arrows, but whatever. And I'm sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, no, and, and spoiler alert for Endgame, she's dead. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Vision is still pretty much dead. I mean, they've kind of, kind of brought him back, but like for the most part, you're giving us this this movie taking place between Civil War and Infinity War, and kind of yeah. giving this backstory. But like ultimately, it's it's a do good for Scarlet because she unfortunately just wasn't able to get her solo movie before the infinity saga ended. So I'm, I'm happy that they were able to give this to her. Like, you know, here's a make good or sorry. Now here's your movie. But it's just like, the more you keep doing this, the more anticipation for it goes down and down and down. There's more anticipation with these Disney plus shows with your Falcon and winter soldier and your Loki's people are looking forward more to that than, you know, Black Widow. So that's kind of the caveat too of holding on to this thing. And I get it, you know, that when it opens up and, but who knows when that'll be. And then you'll still have this movie here and you keep shifting around your, you know, your movie titles. I mean, Spider-Man's pretty much done, almost done filming. We'll see Spider-Man and, and what Dr. Strange is not until next year, but Spider-Man's practically almost done. Yep. So it's like, they're we're filming- getting all, 
Doctor Strange, right? Currently, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah, we have I think four. There's four actual Marvel movies coming out this year alone. Yeah. Yes. And I don't want it to get lost. Mm-hmm. Correct. That's the big thing. I don't. Yeah. I don't want it to get lost because now you're starting to like, all right, we got to roll. Because then, then that's telling me there must not be that much to it as a piece of the puzzle. Mm. It's like putting together a pe- uh, like a puzzle that has a sky. So yes, you need that to complete the sky, but it's only one little poofy cloud. Mm-hmm. As opposed to an edge piece, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed that it's that it's good. But until then, but until then, we've got more um, Wingnut and the Falcon of Doom to go. We've got more. <laughs> yeah. I, I just I, I feel a little disappointed because I, I don't know why. I don't know why Disney's. I don't know why Disney's holding on to this story for so long yeah. to put it out in the theaters. I mean, and if you look at you know, other similar movies, right? Like we saw Wonder Woman 1984, right? And that that was released. I don't know if that was dual release, but that, you know, that was HBO Max, right? That's that that went out streaming right away. Um, And that had rave reviews. And I'm I'm pretty sure that went really well with with getting subscriptions to HBO Max. Granted, Mm -hmm. Disney Plus, a lot of people already have subscriptions, but I'm curious to see how did Milan do? How how is uh, Raya doing? Right um, with that because if if people are already subscribed to Disney Plus and they're they're paying you know that money for that that subscription, and then on top of that they're paying thirty dollars to watch Mulan or to watch Raya, where they're probably saving money spending the thirty dollars watching it at home versus spending minimum $50 for like a family of four to watch it at a a movie theater. A point Um, we have made many times. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You're absolutely Uh, right. Why, why not give, you know, the people the choice if they want to watch it in the theaters or if they want to watch it at home. And uh, apparently the four of us have the technology at home to enjoy the movie. Um, maybe not as much as we would have probably watched it at the theater because the theater is just, it's, it's, it's its own experience, but to get close enough to that, just to, just to get the experience of the movie. I, I don't, I don't know what separates black widow from wonder woman. Mm, yeah. And that is, that is the question. And to piggyback off of your point, Charles, like most of the people that I watch, there's three YouTube uh, channels that I like, I rely heavily on when it comes oh, to like no. breakdowns, Easter eggs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. A lot of them aren't watching on some uh, systems like we have. A lot of them are watching on their laptops. Their computer, when, when I, yeah. yeah. When I see, you know, uh, TikTok videos of other people breaking down stuff or talking about the shows or movies, Almost always they're recording their phone, recording off of a MacBook with subtitles. Yeah. So clearly people, when it comes to quality, people aren't like, oh, yeah, I'm going to wait for this movie to come because I want to see it on the big. Yeah, some movies do warrant that. But I think there's enough data to prove that people are just willing to consume this content content regardless. So absolutely. Just give it to them, you know, and just it'll make people happier in the long run. We're seeing the successes of. HBO Max, Disney Plus, Netflix, mm-hmm. 
you know, watching the content at home, people consuming the content at home, especially, I mean, we're still in a pandemic. Hopefully, you know, we're at the tail end of it, but the bottom line is we're still in a pandemic and there's going to be a bunch of, uh, a bunch of money lost if you're just going to throw it out into the movie theaters. Now, now if you now if you are holding onto it, why? Mm. Why? Why I, when you when everyone has the technology to to watch it? And I have a theory. Uh, my my only theory is that they are saving something that could be perceived as a tentpole movie for when that time of the year rolls around. Mm. They okay. need a powerhouse. They need something that's going to be a home run out of the gate. Gotcha. To to launch into movie theaters. Like, okay, theaters are back open. Here you go. It's not like those minor movies that are like B, not, you know, like B level releases in theaters. Yeah. You know, this is this is definitely an A movie. Yep. So that's my that's a good theory. theory. Yeah, it's a very good but theory. At, but at the same time, if they push it again, I'm just going to cease caring. Yeah. And, I, and I don't want to cease caring because one, it's hard enough getting a female driven movie, a female and especially a female driven superhero movie and out there. And two, it is part of a connected universe. I want to see how this connects. I want to see what those pieces are. Mm-hmm. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed that they go day and date in a movie theater Yes, you can still have that kick-ass experience if you want, but like Charles said, give people the choice. That's it. See it. Yeah. See it at home. You, all of our systems rock, and there you have it. So yeah. everybody, log on to thewatchlistpod.com. Click on that contact us button. Let us know what you thought of our show today. And also feel free to engage us on your social media at symbol the watchlist pod. And gentlemen, it has been a pleasure talking with you today, Indeed. Charles and David. <laughs> the pleasure is all mine. I yes. really enjoyed it, and thank you, thank you for letting me get all of this off of my chest. I've been holding it for so long. <laughs> and Charles, where are you again on Twitch and all your other platforms and such? Uh, Twitch. Uh, you can follow me at Twitch at uh, DJ Wildcat Three, the number three at the end on Twitch. On Instagram, I'm DJ Wildcat on Instagram. Cool beans. David, do you want people to follow you or do you just want people to go away? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, fans, that didn't come out quite right. It's the week. I will do my best to keep uh, feeding you guys as many articles as possible. Like I said, this podcast is great. I listen to it when I'm working from home. It's fantastic. Awesome. So appreciate all the work well, you guys you, do. Sir. Yes, thank you. Thank, thank you so much you. for having yeah. us on. Oh, it's been a pleasure and an honor. Thank you. And David, as always, thank you for your contributions to our show. Thank you. All right, people. You guys take care. Please continue to mask up. Go get your shots. And I hope everybody is healthy and happy. We will talk to you next time. Okay, Okay, bye. bye.